Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wednesday, September 5th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning. I am your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speed, Spitting Statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And I am joined by my host, FSWA Hall of Famer, the birthday boy. You know, it's a little belated, but you can still wish him the king, Scott Angle. Scotty, how you doing? Only uh, 36 hours until football. Yep, today's going to be a big day on Roto Experts, rolling out a lot of week one content, including my lineup ranks, and don't forget to pick up the New York Daily News if Ooh. you're in the tri-state area tomorrow, as we will have uh, a big chunk of fantasy articles within their, uh, within their kickoff special. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, definitely. So if you're in the area, if you're in the New York tri-state area, or if you get it like delivered or subscribed somehow, check out the Daily News. You could always, though, to get some great content, go on over to the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. We gave away a package yesterday to our guy Strong Style Ninja for his best uh, fantasy football team name. It was Jimmy G-Spot. All right, but we're going to be doing fun and games throughout the football season. So many ways to join the show if you want, okay? First of all, guys, you can call us at 844-843-6879. You can always follow us on Twitter, at ScottyRotoX, at Spittin' Speeds. we got a poll question going up there for you as well. And it's about Le'Veon Bell, okay? Because, listen, I was doing a show last night, Fantasy Freestyle, on this network, and it felt like the sky was falling, Scott. Everybody is going crazy about Le'Veon Bell. Did they make a mistake by drafting them? Oh, my God, I need James Conner. And even I had one guy on Twitter being like, he's not, he, he's only going to play eight games. That's all he needs for the year's service credit. He's going to hold out until, like, Halloween. Um, so there's a lot of craziness going on, a lot of thoughts here. I look over on FanDuel, and for the First time ever, I see him as out with contract dispute. It's not a knee. It's not an ankle. It's not a shoulder. It's contract dispute. Scotty, I personally believe Le'Veon Bell is walking into the facility today. What do you think? It's one of those items, like I always talk about, where nobody knows the answer. 
So you just have to gonna if he doesn't report today, because the only one that we've heard, you know, on any authority of this, like your Marquise Pouncey says, I right. think he's gonna be back by Wednesday. If you know, you're basically in a window where you where you're starting to prepare to be without him. But if he's in there, I think you know he. We don't know what kind of work Mike Tomlin's gonna give him in week one. So you know, there are some things. You know, people will ask questions. You know what's going to happen, and sometimes even as fantasy experts, we don't have an answer. But hopefully by today, I think we'll have more clarification. If he doesn't report today, you move on without him until further notice. Yeah, so that was kind of what I was saying a little bit yesterday, right? And we were trying to figure out which, at this point, which of these kind of maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe the flex back that you have, maybe a back you picked up on waivers, you know, as they ran yesterday or today, potentially for the first time. We talked about guys like Alfred Morris, Adrian Peterson, Jordan Wilkins. Scott, are you now at the point where even if he does, because like you said, they are preparing for the Cleveland Browns, inputting, installing the game plan and such, are you at a point where you know, you're know you avoiding him, say, in DFS for week one, you're looking at other options? Obviously, in season long, you're still drafting him very high at this point. But if you have other options from the flex, are you starting to consider him uh, for week one, potentially sitting him because he may not be a big part of the Steelers' offense for this week? People have already started to do it. You know, you're already looking at my bench. You know, I have Le'Veon Bell in one week. I could pop in Tariq Cohen. I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah, that's what we were saying yesterday. Yesterday it sounded like you were still hedging and saying, still saying, no, you definitely put in Lev Bell. Today it sounds like you are considering other options. Has that moved and evolved? I didn't in say the last definitely put in Lev Bell yesterday. What I said okay, so was, let's clarify. Is that, is that if I'm still drafting, I'm not moving him down my ah. board yet. You gotcha. know, as far so, as playing him in week one, it's different. And I have mm-hmm. two drafts tonight, one at 8 okay. o'clock, one at 10.30. If Le'Veon, I'll have clarification. This is why I like having some drafts, like maybe the day before the season. Because yeah, real late, yeah. I'm drafted, I'm drafted at number nine tonight in one of my, one of my leagues. If Le'Veon Bell falls to number nine, I'm going to be hard-pressed not to take him. Fair enough. What about if you're in the four spot tonight and Gurley, uh, Zeke, and David Johnson go and you're sitting there at four in a season-long league? If he's reported, I take him. If what if he, he hasn't does, entered the building today? If he, if he hasn't entered the building, I, I let him fall. I take Antonio Brown. Really? Uh, yeah. but, so you would at four, you would let him fall. At nine, you would continue to t- you would definitely still snap him up. Are you taking today in a season-long draft, are you taking Saquon Barkley over Le'Veon Bell? Uh, you know, if we're doing the draft at nine o'clock this morning, no. No, this evening. Then, Let's say it's this evening. He has not come into the building today. If he Wednesday. hasn't come into the building, then I'd definitely take Barkley over him. Alvin Kamara. Yes. Kareem Hunt. Yes. Leonard Fournette. No. Okay. So that's about where it is. Fair enough. I mean, I hear you. And this is a very important distinction to make for the people that are asking all of these questions, right? Like in DFS... I go elsewhere. That's the beauty of DFS, right, Scott? The beauty of DFS is I'm not locked into these guys, so I'm going elsewhere. You know what I mean? And in season long, if you've already drafted him, your RB3, your potential flex guy who we're talking about, you are starting to consider starting over Le'Veon Bell this week. But Le'Veon Bell, if you are still drafting, is still a first-round pick, right? That's, uh, That's how it goes down? 
Yeah, remember when he was suspended a few yep. years ago and we were all speculating whether to take him in the first round or not. It's almost like the same thing, except you, you don't know how many games he's going to miss. But, you know, it's worth the gamble. And I think players in high-stakes formats who are very aggressive, you know, I haven't watched their draft, but I would think and I would speculate that if you have that aggressive type high-stakes mentality, that type of gamble could end up winning you in the league. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on a, on, it's not exactly the same, but it's similar to, you know, drafting Mark Ingram. It's similar to drafting Julian Edelman. It's these playing this long game, right? It's guys that you know, even though they fall a little bit, will ultimately help you on the back end, win your leagues, and win that cash. So we got a poll question up right now, okay? And we're asking you, who would you start in uh, Lev Bell's place if you're in this kind of situation where you've already drafted him and you're looking maybe for a potential other starter. We're talking about guys like James Conner, guys like Adrian Peterson, Alfred Morris, and Jordan Wilkins, who we talked about yesterday. Talk to me about James Conner, though, Scott. How do you do this? Like, here's, here's my question. In my biggest dynasty league, right, uh, Lev Bell is my RB1, and I own James Conner. Let's say Lev Bell, you know, walks in today and this afternoon and the, the, the talk out of Pittsburgh is like, yeah, he's getting up to speed. Both of them will play. Who do I start? Do I start Lev Bell or James Conner? I would probably start Conner. I'd lean that way. But if I, if I had good enough depth and I could avoid the situation, I might look in another direction. Yeah, fair enough. I could look away from Pittsburgh altogether. I have some other options, but I also have, you know, guys like Mark Ingram. I also have guys like Sony Michelle, who I'm not necessarily convinced will be there uh, at all or will be there in full go uh, week one. Another running back who it looks like will be full go, and I want to ask you about this, is in, you know, in 36 hours, the Philadelphia Eagles kick off the season. They raise a banner against the Atlanta Falcons. Jay Ajayi was a full participant in practice. Remember, he's got that foot injury. So, Scott, how do you feel about this? You know, we were talking yesterday about, you know, no Carson Wentz, no Alshon Jeffrey, no Ajay Ajayi, and now it looks like Ajayi will suit up and go. Are you comfortable with him getting full workload? Do you think he's going to get 20 touches? Are you rolling out Jay Ajayi with confidence? I don't see why he shouldn't. You know, he's a, a full participant in practice. He's cleared. So, right. you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, and I'm not saying you do by asking the question, I don't think mm -hmm. you could have, I don't, I don't think you could have the amateur mentality that just because he's coming off an injury that he's no longer useful and you're still worried about it. The team cleared him. He's ready to go. That's it. Put it in, in the past and start him. Got you. Let me ask you something, though, because, listen, Scott, we've been doing this show for a couple of months now, right? And back in baseball season, when people were coming off, when pitchers were coming off the DL, right, we were, like, maybe not starting them their first start because we wanted to see. Isn't this sort of similar as someone's coming back from injury, kind of the wait and see, but you're saying as soon as they're cleared, if they're practicing, you could run them on out there? Is it different than baseball? Yeah, it is different than baseball. Okay. What He didn't play in white. How many preseason games did he even play in? So, you know, they've been holding it out for a while. Uh -huh. uh, you know, they've been mothballing him for a while. They said he's fully cleared, so you let him go. It's 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 not the same as game as baseball, you know. It's like, not, not like st baseball's all about timing and, you know, things like that. It's a completely different game, you know. For this, this is, you know, take the ball, follow your blockers, you know, go full bore. If if he wasn't ready to go full bore, in the NFL, if you're not ready to go full bore, especially in a position like running back, you know, you're not going to be ready to play. Yeah, we, absolutely. We know, we, we know when guys, they, you know, we, we hear that, 
you know, they're 80 to 85% like Doug Baldwin, and you can see it with Andrew Luck. Those situations, you have to be more cautious, but there are none of those sort of reports with Jay Ajayi. Okay, fair enough. You starting Jay Ajayi over any Pittsburgh running back this week? Because you got to make the decision tomorrow, right? If you've yeah, got Jay Ajayi, you got to make the decision tomorrow. If I, I know by tomorrow it's going to be a timeshare, I'm probably leaning towards Ajayi. Okay, fair enough. There we go. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to get kicked off with the season in just, like, what, 37 hours at home as they raise a banner and start their defense of their title. Another injury, a note that I want to ask you about, Devontae Parker. They're saying he is now uncertain for the first couple of weeks, still coming back from that finger injury. And remember, we thought he was defecating the mattress anyway, was turning out to be a dud. Um, I guess my question is not really about Devontae Parker. My question is about the guy I love there. I know you like Kenyon Drake there, but I, I think I am falling in love, Scott, with Kenny Stills. You know, Kenny Stills can be had for a song. I have Kenny Stills in my DFS lineup in week one because he's so cheap. He is the number one wide receiver in Miami. We think Miami's going to be bad. Game flow should dictate that they're throwing the ball. They're facing Tennessee, whose secondary is like, okay, but not amazing. I love Kenny Stills this week. Talk to me about this Parker Stills and the Miami. Miami wide receiver room here. Yeah, Tennessee's got a good underrated top defense. Like, I have them top 10 in my... Yeah, in I guess my, they did my, get Malcolm Butler and ranks. Ryan recently. Yeah. yeah, it's... You know, that that's a pretty good defense. Now, with Kenny Stills, it's volatile because it could go in two directions. Uh, Kenny Stills is the top target there. He's the most established. He's got the most upside. Well, maybe so not more established than Amendola, but then also, you like you said, he he gets the most defensive attention and is he prepared for that? And secondly, deep speed is really his game. We've never seen him act as a possession receiver. So that's something else. And third, Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw the greatest deep ball. So before you're getting Kenny Stills in drafts like 11th, 12th round, where you're getting him and where he is on your bench, you know, it was worth the crack. And you know, although I wouldn't play him in daily this week. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Let me ask you, though. You talked about how he's got, like, this deep speed, Kenny Stills. We thought the same thing about Marquise Goodwin, Scott. Uh, you and I both thought that. And then Greg Sussman kind of proved us a little bit wrong last year when it turned out that Goodwin kind of did more things. He had more in the route tree than we thought as just kind of a nine guy and a post guy. Uh, why can't Kenny Stills do the same? Uh, because Ryan Tannehill is his quarterback for number one. I'll take okay. Garoppolo over Tannehill any day of the week. Sure. Uh, Kenny Stills was actually better than Marquise Goodwin for a while, but he's actually never shown that, you know, that he can be the guy. Uh, you know, where Marquise Goodwin down the stretch definitely definitely shown that. He's shown it in the preseason. And I don't know if you'd call Marquise Goodwin a possession guy. It's just, you know, Garoppolo continually hits him downfield enough to where the mm. volume builds into really good statistical numbers. And we haven't seen that with Tannehill. Tannehill's not going to throw an effective ball downfield as often as Garoppolo. Okay, fair enough. I do think that Marquise Goodwin, towards the end of the year last year without Pierre Garçon, was also hitting some intermediate routes as well. But I understand what you're saying. We've got to see that. But I do think still, without Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills is primed to have that much bigger opportunity. Scotty, depth charts came out yesterday, okay? And there's a couple of ones that I think uh, are interesting in terms of where people were slotted on the depth chart. I want to get your thoughts on this. First of all, the Jags have listed Keenan Cole and Dante Moncrief as their two wide receivers as their
their starting wide receivers ahead of Didi Westbrook, Cole and Moncrief. Which one of these do you guys do you like better um, moving forward? Let's say in a DFS play, you could have them both pretty cheap. I would lead towards Moncrief now. I know a lot of people are hot on Cole, but I feel like right. Mon- Moncrief is a little bit more seasoned. So mm-hmm. I'm going to lead Moncrief until I actually see Cole he, like step forward into this prime role and you know show he can handle it with my own eyes. I'm not I'm not just going to hand him the role and say, okay, he's the number one guy I want there. This is a more prominent role for him. He's got to show he can handle it. Yeah, I hear that. Everything is earned, and at least Dante Moncrief, we have seen before in flashes be effective, albeit it was uh, kind of in the red zone with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. So we'll see if he could do that in Jacksonville. And remember, both of these guys, unfortunately, have Blake Bortles throwing them the football. Down in Tampa, Scotty, uh, Ronald Jones is listed as the third running back on the depth chart after his horrible preseason, not only behind Peyton Barber, who we know, but behind Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz Rogers as well. I guess my question, a lot of people are talking about, I've had so many questions about, should I drop Ronald Jones? Should I drop Ronald Jones? I'm telling people to hold on to him if you drafted him, but now he's even behind Jock Quiz Rogers. What do you think about that, Scotty? I think you got to be careful here. Remember that Jacquez Rogers is not going to be the handcuff to Peyton Barber if Peyton Barber gets injured. He's what is he five two? You know one one twenty five. You know he's not capable of handing a big workload more than a, on a game or two game or two stretch. We've seen in the past, but then he quickly got worn down. So Ronald Jones will be the guy if Peyton Barber was to get hurt. Depends on the size of your league. In a ten team league, you might have to. In a twelve team league, I'd hold on to him. Yeah, I guess it does. League Size Matters. Big shout-out to my guys, Kenneth Cashman and Rotoware. They got that shirt, League Size Matters, for the ladies. I saw our girl, first team, all lit, Maria Marino, rocking that. I also got to let you guys know that Fantasy Factors free $1 million Survivor Contest is off and running, okay? Sign up today and get your chance at $1 million. That's right. Go on over to FantasyFactor.com. That is FantasyFactor.com. Hey, Scotty, when we come back, I got a couple of other depth chart issues that I want to bring to you. We're going to be talking about new article on WorldOfExperts.com about um, offensive lines and what that means for fantasy football. And as promised, Scotty and I make our division winner picks, our conference picks, so we could get locked in. And if we uh, disagree, we might make a gentleman's bet or two off of them. You know we got one on the AFC South. Maybe we'll have one on the NFC North as well. It's Dane and Scott, Roto Experts in the morning. Come on right back, right here on the award winning fantasy sports radio network phone lines are open holler at us like a great pass rusher the roto experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition when you register for their exclusive edge fantasy package you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business and you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24 7 slack chat channel visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive edge fantasy package and enter the promo code fntsy and you get a 10 percent discount that's the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package promo code fntsy Welcome back. It is Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King Scott Angle giving you everything you need to know in advance of the season opener yesterday. Is this a little Red Hot Chili Peppers? Are we giving it away? Is that what this is, Scotty? Yeah. Yeah. 
give it away, give it away, give it away now. We gave away a Roto Experts exclusive Edge fantasy football package to our guy, Strong Style Ninja. Scotty, I got to tell you, I'm doing fantasy freestyle last night, right? And Strong Style's in the chat room. He's part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. And I let him know that he won. Okay, and he was so thankful, man, tweeting, uh, you know, in the chat room saying, thank you, Speeds, thanks to the Cypher, oh my goodness, I'm so excited, and then I told our producer, Danny Otto, to get his contact information, his phone, his email, so we could follow up with him and get that Roto Experts package, and also that you would give him a call to help set his lineup one week this season, but if you are not Strong Style Ninja, you can still go on over to rotoexperts.com and get the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package, all right? It gives you everything you need. Make some space over on the trophy room for your fantasy football league title. Remember, enter the promo code the King at checkout. Hey, Scotty, real quick on this left bell thing. I keep on getting – I got more and more people asking me questions. You know, and my guy Mike Blewett, who is A, a Steelers fan, and B, my co-host on the 8 o'clock hour coming up, he made a great point. Somebody was like, listen, he'll still get the year of service if he holds out all the way into November and then can be a free agent, you know. And then Blewett's like, yeah, but that would be if him and his agent are comfortable, for, uh, you know, foregoing $6.9 million, you know. These game checks that are going to start accumulating – he doesn't want to lose a million dollars every week, right, Scott? No, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> right. Look, look. We're all guessing at this point. We're all sure. guessing. Uh, I remember when Joey Galloway was a Seahawk. He held out for the full eight games, and you know didn't didn't come back un- until he absolutely had to, and really was a shell of himself. You know, I've I've seen these guys hold out into the season. It's not. We're you know D Money says that on Twitter. You know, my buddy says. He's going to be there. Nobody right. knows. We're all right. guessing. All we can do is wait through today, and if he's not there, proceed proceed with an alternate plan. No Let me one ask knows. You something. Let me ask you something, Scott. Um, I hear you, and when, and when you say that, I understand. But on some level, isn't that what fantasy football is? Isn't that what gambling is? Aren't we kind of guessing on everything? Aren't we guessing every starting, every decision we make in our starting lineup, every draft pick we make, every bet that we place? Aren't we guessing? To a degree, yes. But okay. if Levy, the difference is if Levy on Bell was there, he'd be a must start and we wouldn't be discussing this at all. It, right. Because he's not there, it becomes a we're guess, we're guessing on whether a player is actually going to be available to play or not, and that's not something we do all the time, especially in this regard to his their status. All right, as opposed to guessing on say the performance of said players, Scotty, one of the rookie wide receivers. We're, guess, that we're I guessing was... will there be a performance at all? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, let me ask you this: one of the rookie wide receivers that I was kind of guessing on that I thought had a you know, uh, a path to potential production this year was out there in Arizona, Christian Kirk. They released the depth chart, though, and Christian Kirk is not the wide receiver two. He is the wide receiver three behind Chad Williams. Talk to me a little bit about this. Do you like Chad Williams at all now? Are you uh, fading or cutting bait on Christian Kirk? Tell me what you think about these Arizona wide receivers that are not named Larry Fitzgerald. I think this, you know, just this gives us a lesson sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, about getting excited about these rookies in preseason because, you know, we've seen Christian Kirk play well, but he's done it against second teamers, which which shows that he's not on the depth chart. But still, you know, Chad Williams showed us absolutely nothing last year. Uh, but uh, look, maybe he does this year. I think it makes you temper expectations about Kirk, but you still mm-hmm. have to be patient on him. You know, that 
I don't think they would have drafted Kirk if they were totally confident in Chad Williams. And just because Chad Williams is out there starting doesn't mean that he, you know, that he, that, that uh, he's going to outproduce them. Yeah, absolutely. So that is that is interesting. There. Let me ask you though, if 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 Chad Williams is starting over Christian Kirk and he doesn't really move the needle for you, does that maybe mean uh, you like Ricky Seals Jones even more because the kids who are supposed to threaten some of those targets are maybe not performing as well, or Christian Kirk is not ready yet? Does that mean maybe more opportunity for RSJ, our guy? Oh yeah, you know, and I, I he's already been involved in the offense and shown some signs of what he right. can do. Uh, I would not be surprised if he's a number two pass catcher on that team. That, what about behind David Johnson, too, though, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, that, oh, okay, that so the number three a, pass a, catcher. A wide receiver and a running back body, yeah. So, All right, so that's what I mean. Three, yeah. Well, yeah. When you say number two, I, I just didn't want to just I stand to corrected, me. number three. All right, fair enough. Not Hopefully you're two, sitting, though, Scotty. Number three. Hopefully you're, skid- you're sitting and you're not standing correctly. Hopefully you're just sitting correctly. Um, there's a couple of co-starters that I think are interesting. Uh, the first is in Miami. They're listing Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore as co-starters. This is exactly what I was worried about, Scott. Listen, in the offseason, I loved Kenyon Drake. I loved his explosiveness. I thought he was the reason they traded Jay Ajayi away. And then all of a sudden, they bring in Frank Gore. And I told you, he was going to be just unexpiring enough, but at the same time, just dependable enough to eat into Kenyon Drake. They're now listed as co-starters. Does this give you any cause for pause on Kenyon Drake, who I know you like in this Miami offense? Uh, not really. Okay. If anything, it's like a, a ceremonial thing to me. Gotcha. And, you know, look, Frank Gore will get his like eight, ten carries a game, but Kenyon Drake's going to be so busy for that team. It's, you know, it's, I still think I'm drafted tonight. I still have him top 15. You have him as a high-end RB2, especially in PPR yeah. formats. That is Kenyon Drake. He might be the best receiver about. on that team. Exactly. Yeah. You've been talking about how he may lead the team in receptions as well. Remember, he's competing against guys like Danny Amendola, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, maybe even Mike Gusecki at the tight end position. But there's a lot to be desired yeah, there for the I Miami Dolphins. I think going to be a factor initially. Okay, well, initially. preseason. Yeah, <clears throat> this is true. But, you know, sometimes these rookies grow over time and it's not like there's other standout options in Miami. The other place is still down in well, the Florida, thing is, Scott. The Go thing ahead. is, I'm sorry, but the thing is, sorry. just because there aren't other options doesn't mean Gasecki can step up and do it. He didn't do it in the preseason. And we all know how rookie tight ends, you know, mm-hmm. often go, go down with quiet years. Not everybody's ever Evan Ingram. Yes, absolutely. Um, we've been saying that rookie pass catchers, definitely the tight ends. We've even talked about the rookie wide receivers. And look, Christian Kirk may be an example of this who has some talent but just can't you know, either find the field or be as productive in year one. We've talked about that, and you mentioned Evan Ingram. I've always said he is the anomaly, but mostly because Odell Beckham, uh, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard, everybody was injured. He was like the last man left standing. Last depth chart battle I want to ask you about real quick, Scotty, is down there in Tampa at the wide receiver position they have Godwin and uh Deshaun Jackson as co-wide receiver twos behind Mike Evans I think this is uh I think this helps what we've been saying Scott I think this is showing that Chris Godwin is trending in the right direction Deshaun Jackson is trending in the wrong direction before long Chris Godwin's going to be the number two there right yeah it's kind of like a NASCAR race and you know one car has been ahead and here comes you know the other one and it drafting off him and then pulling on the turn yeah it's a yeah it's a very good, and uh, and you, you know he's one's going to eventually pass the other, and then just stay ahead. Yeah, and that, I think that's what's happening here. All right, fair enough. So there you have it. I want to let people know. 
Scotty, that uh, they can go on over to BetDSI this week. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI. Hundreds of wagering options, live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, and you can make your play at any time during the game. It's kind of like in the NBA when you know everybody makes a run. Well, you could take advantage of that with live in-game betting. BetDSI also runs sign-up and deposit promotions year-round. For a limited time, use the promo code FNTSY. BetDSI is offering up to $2,500 as a bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. That is at BetDSI.com. All right, Scotty, it is time for us to make our official predictions. I am going to make sure we have them on our kind of tracker so we can follow them throughout the year. And if any gentlemen's bets kind of surface because of this, we'll have that as well. I know we differ on the AFC South. We've been talking about about that one for a while. So here's what we're going to do. I have uh, the lines up over at mybookie.ag from the different divisions. I'll tell you about them. You'll make your pick. Then I'll make my pick. We'll give our reasons why. But Scott, we don't necessarily have to go back and forth about like, you know, if we disagree, I, I don't need to tell you why your pick is wrong. You don't need to tell me why, why my pick is wrong. We'll, we'll just, you know, we'll have our different picks and we'll see who's got the most division winners right at the end of the season. And that's, uh, you know, kind of how we'll crown our champion. Let's start in the AFC East where the Patriots are minus 1,000 to win the division. Dolphins at plus 900. Jets at 11, plus 1,100. Bills at plus 1,500. Uh, we start with a simple one, Scott. Am I safe to say that we both believe the New England Patriots will win the AFC East? Unless Tom Brady gets injured, you know, then the Jets will win it. But uh, All right, Is that what you're predicting? Are you predicting an injury for Tom Brady? No. Okay. It was only one season where he missed significant time with an injury. So and they still the won 11 my obvious division. The Patriots are my obvious division winner. All right, absolutely. Let's do another one that I think is pretty simple to start off. We go to the AFC North, where the Pittsburgh Steelers are the division favorite. They are at minus 325 to win the division. Second choice is the Ravens at plus 275. Then the Bengals at plus 800. And the hard knocks Cleveland Browns with one win in their last two seasons is at plus 1,000. Interestingly enough that the Browns at plus 1,000 are better odds to win their division than the Jets, the Dolphin, uh, than the Jets or Bills in the AFC East. Um, am I correct, Scotty, that we both believe the Pittsburgh Steelers will win the AFC North? I do believe that, but uh, I don't expect them to go too deep in the playoffs, number one. And number two, hmm. I, I, you know what? I'd lay a bet on Cincinnati. And I've seen other people uh, make predictions, and not everybody's predicting Pittsburgh, maybe because they want to be cute. But I, I, w- I would just lay a bet on Cincinnati if I was feeling bold. That's interesting. You know, I, I've been saying this. The Cincinnati Bengals are a team that has probably impressed me the most in the preseason, mostly because of that offensive line. All right, that offensive line is giving Andy Dalton time the second year for Joe Mixon. A lot of people expect him to take a step forward. Scotty, you were even talking about some beat writers saying he could lead the AFC in rushing. And listen, A.J. Green is there. John Ross is healthy, an interesting tournament kind of play as a DFS guy. And Tyler Eifert, at least for now, is still healthy. But Scott and I both believe that the Steelers will win the division. Maybe uh, one of us or both of us like Cincy as a wild card. Another division I think we agree on in the AFC is the AFC West. In the AFC West, you don't have any minus favorites to win the division. The Chargers are the favorite at plus 120, followed by the Chiefs at plus 200, then the Broncos at plus 300, then the Raiders at plus 375. I am gleaning from our previous conversation, Scott. We 
both are picking the Los Angeles Chargers to win the AFC West. Is that correct? Yes. And But yeah, Denver is the one team if there's going to be a dark horse. Look, I don't believe in Case Keenum. Right. But when you have a defense like that, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They also get that like early, that good early start with the two home games. You know, we've talked about this. I'm not trying to pile on, Scott, but you got to like Denver week one against the banged up and still Earl Thomas lists Seattle Seahawks uh, at home in week one with that pass rush against the Seattle offensive line. But yes, Denver is that second choice. But you and I are both going with the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Scott, here's where we got to get to it. The AFC South. All right, I know we have, I personally have flip-flopped before. You're going to get my official pick. But I know you've talked about how you like Jacksonville, but I know you have Houston going very, very far this season. So right now the Jaguars are the favorite at plus 145, but not a big gap to the Houston Texans at just plus 150. They are, in essence, co-favorites to win the AFC South. Then we have the Tennessee Titans as the third choice at plus 300. Then the Indianapolis Colts at plus 375. Scott, let's get on the radar. I'm telling you right now, I may pick something different. I understand I have been waffling on this division, but let's go with you first. Um, are you going Jags or Texans? Because I know you like both of those guys. To win the division have the better yes. regular season record, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Okay, you believe the Jaguars will win the AFC South. Is that correct? Yes. Because I know you have Houston going pretty far. We'll get into that in a little bit later on. Scotty, I got to admit, I have been all over the place on this division. I admit that, okay? I have at one point, you know, I think I've picked almost every team at one point, although I'm off the Jaguars. They're going to be a team that I fade this year when I fade the public. Listen, their defense is incredible, but I think people are forgetting that this team is still has Blake Bortles under quarterback. I think that is a horrible decision. I think they had so many opportunities to improve that position, whether it was by a guy like Alex Smith or a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. They had so much opportunity and they didn't do it, I think ultimately it will come back to bite them. At one point I had the Texans. At one point I had the Colts. I am now... Coming full circle, Scotty. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mike Blewett, who does the show with me next hour, has convinced me a little bit about the impact of LaFleur as the offensive coordinator. I'm going to go ahead, and I think they're like such a nondescript, non-public kind of team. I don't think they get enough props. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I know we feel differently about this decision, uh, Scotty, division, excuse me, and I have... A regular season win bet with you. I am taking the Titans and the Colts season wins combined versus your Texans and Jags season wins combined. But I believe you're giving me like 10 10 or 11 games. That was our gentleman's bet on that one. So you're going Jags. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Let's talk about the wild card teams uh, in the AFC real quick before we go to the NFC divisions. We'll do the NFC maybe after the break. In In the wild card spot, I am going to go with the team you just mentioned, okay? Cincinnati has impressed me. I think Cincinnati can poke their head up now. Um, I know I've talked about Cleveland as second place in that division. I'm changing my thinking. I now believe officially that Cincinnati can get to maybe nine wins, which I think will be good enough for a wild card in the AFC. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati. And my other one... Uh, will be Jacksonville, maybe. I'm going to go Jacksonville because while I don't think that they win the division, I do think they take a step back. I I do think Blake Bortles gives the Bortles service to opponents a couple of times, and they're not going to sneak up on anybody. I think they can get to nine wins, which is good enough. So give me the Bengals and the Jaguars as my two wild card teams. What about you, Scotty? I think they're still well coached, so they have a bad defense, but they're probably going to be a a first round out. I'm going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. And who else? 
and the Houston Texans. Got you. So you got Houston yeah. and Kansas City as your wild cards. I have Jacksonville and Cincinnati as our wild cards. So listen, uh, you have Houston in the playoffs. I don't. I have Cincy in the playoffs. You don't. And Tennessee in the playoffs. You don't. You have the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes in the playoffs. I don't. Scotty, what's your AFC championship game? My AFC championship game is Houston and New England. All right, so you got the Texans coming from the wild card spot to challenge New England in what would be a rematch of week one of the season. I got to tell you, as you know, Scotty, you know I'm a Jets fan, and so you say sometimes I'm objective. This time I'm not going to be, and I'll say it right now. I am trying to beat the Patriots uh, and have them fall. I think they fall in division weekend. I think it is Phillip Rivers and the crew who goes across country and can beat them, Boza and Ingram putting pressure. So for me, my AFC title game are going to be the Los Angeles Chargers against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's going to be my AFC title game. We have four different teams in the title game in the AFC, Scott. I represent the North and the West with my picks. You have the East and the South with your picks. We go on over to the NFC and we talk a little bit of offense Offensive lines for fantasy when we come back. It's Dane and Scott. We are off and running. We are cock-a-doodle doing it. Roto experts in the morning. And Scotty is getting ready to go. We'll come on back and talk NFC when we come back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Freestyle. The Raiders, I don't know what they're doing. But the Rams, I know what they're doing. Your window of opportunity when you have a good quarterback on their rookie contract is right then and there. They know they're going to have to pay the piper eventually as it relates to Goff. They get Aaron Donald. They acquire Aqib Tlaib. They acquire Marcus Peters. They acquire Brandon Cooks. They extend Todd Gurley. They are making it rain in the city of Angels. This team's window is right now. Tuesday and Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Roto Experts in the morning, Dane and Scott here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We put the fun and functional sports content as we cock-a-doodle do it every day, giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. I'm telling you also, if you want to win some cash, go on over to DailyRoto.com. They're putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season. They're entering paid contests on FanDuel, and then they're bringing you along for the free roll. Have a chance to win Big this year, along Sports Grid CEO Jeremy Stein. He's one of the only men to have won two separate million-dollar contests. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week? No worries. You get your name tossed back into the hat for the following week. Go on over to DailyRoto.com slash sweat and learn how to get into the action and share your share of $25,000. That is DailyRoto.com sweat. That's great. DailyRoto is fitting the bill for some of these FanDuel contests, and then you get to play, and it's, and you didn't even pay. You know, the entry fee is on us at DailyRoto.com. That's real cool, Scott. Definitely. DailyRoto.com always doing cool things. 
always doing cool things. We're doing cool things here. We're trying to tell you who to pick for division winners. First of all, Scott, though, in the AFC picked the chalk. He went, he went favorites pretty much everywhere. Okay, he went New England. He went Jacksonville. He went Pittsburgh. He went with the Chargers. I went favorites everywhere except for the AFC South. I decided to be a little bit cute, as Scott would call it. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans at plus 300. I'm trying to win a little, a little bit of extra money. You're not going to win too much money betting the Patriots minus 1,000 to win the division, although both Scotty and I do think that is the case. My <laughs> AFC title game does you not have Patriots in it. What's up? You are just so sick of the Patriots and want them to go away so bad. I am. Yeah. I am. Absolutely. And so in, in late December, when that's the case, I'm going to be able to gloat a little bit. And if it's the same thing that has been the last like eight years, well, you know, whatever, I swallow it and I take it like a man. But I'm going to have the Steelers and the Chargers in my AFC title game. You're going to have the Patriots like usual. They should call the AFC title game the like Foxborough Invitational or something like that. But right, um, yeah, right? you, have it being, good, yeah. you have it being the uh, Texans who see them in this edition of the Foxborough Invitational. All right, so let's go to the NFC because I think we may differ. I think we're going to differ on two of these divisions, Scotty. All right, so let's first look at the ones that I think we have the same. Let's start with the AFC East. Okay, if you look at the AFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorite at minus 190 despite the fact that they will not have their starting quarterback to start the season, despite the fact that they will not have their leading wide receiver to start the season. The second choice are the Dallas Cowboys at plus 300, then the Giants at plus 450, then the Washington football team at plus 650. Scotty, even without their starting quarterback for the beginning of the season, you and I both agree that the Philadelphia Eagles are the class of this division and will be the champions of the NFC East, correct? Nope. Oh! Uh, the, the New York Giants are going to win the division. I'll lay money on it. Really? Scotty? Yep. Scotty is making a last-minute shift. The Scotty and the Giants going with the Giants. Tell me why, Scotty. Does that offensive line not concern you? Does that average defense not concern you? You're riding with these skill positions. You think Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham can take him to the promised land? The left side of the line is improved. The right side Fair. is still a concern. Uh, but I think it's going to be good enough. Odell is back. They've added Barkley, and I think Eli's out to prove that he's not quite done. I don't mm. see them making a deep playoff run, but I think the Giants are going to play well enough to win this division. I think I think Philadelphia is going to slip a little bit. Okay, fair enough. All right, Scotty, listen, I think Philly's going to slip a little bit too, but I also think they're going to not slip far enough to win, lose the division. I can see the Eagles. I put them as more of a 10-6 and six team as opposed to a 12-13 or 13 win team like last year, but I think 10 wins is enough to get it done. Scotty, I, I appreciate that, though. I was just saying that you went chalk in the AFC. Uh, we're going to have a different NFC, and that's, that makes sense, Scotty, right? Because we've been saying for the last month and a half that in the AFC, you know, we kind of know who the big boys are, but that there are so many really quality teams in the NFC that the NFC should look different in our picks. Thanks for uh, catching me up there. I like that. Scotty is saying he likes the Giants at plus 450, Scotty. So you got a little bit of chance for some cash if you go on over to mybookie.ag and drop some shekels. Maybe you got some... Uh, Scott, do you still get money in your birthday cards, maybe from your auntie? Uh, I don't think I got any this year. No. Nah. All right, well, I'm just no. saying, any of that money you could have gotten in your birthday cards, maybe you go on over and bet the New York... 
I don't want to say football, but the New York Giants at plus yeah. 450. I do believe the Philadelphia Eagles win the ANFC East, so we differ there. Scotty, I think we're only going to agree on one division then. And unfortunately for you, Scotty, it is division that your favorite team is in. We go to the NFC West where the Los Angeles Rams are the favorite at minus 175. The second choice are the Niners at plus 220. Then come the Seahawks at plus 350. And then a distant fourth place, at least as per Vegas in this division, the Arizona Cardinals at plus 1,000. Scotty, as far as I know, we're both picking the Rams. Is that still the case? Yep. Okay. We are picking the Rams still. Um, you know, I thought maybe you were going to pu- pull another surprise with me on the Seahawks, but, you know, they continue to get banged up. No, K.J. Wright still won't be back. Earl they're, Thomas they're, won't be there. You like the Rams in this division. The Seahawks will contend for a playoff spot. But, you know, they're not – the Rams went to Seattle last year and officially took the divisional torch from them. Yeah, I agree with you. We'll see if you have Seahawks making the playoffs when we make our wild card picks. Let's go to another division that I think um, is sort of split. I think we're going to differ here because you think I care about the quarterback too much. We're going to the NFC North where right now there are co Favorites, Scotty, both the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings are both plus 110, the exact same odds right now over on mybookie.ag. They are co-favorites. Then the Lions at plus 625 and the Bears as the uh, pick for last in this division at plus 600. It moved a little bit with Khalil Mack, but not enough to move them out of the cellar as per the predictions here or for the Vegas line. But Packers and Vikings both plus 110. You like the Vikings, right? Yeah, and I think uh, I think the Packers could finish third in this division this year, possibly. Interesting. Scotty Angle thinks the Packers could finish third. Is that to the Bears? To the Lions. Or the Lions. So you think say, it could you go talk pa- about you talk about the Titans as a team that like is not yeah. a nationally recognized team. Right. The Lions. The Lions are that in the NFC. That's interesting. They will get a shot on primetime national television week one, hosting Monday night football against the Jets. They'll be able to unleash Matthew Stafford, that Jim Bob Cooter offense. We'll see what role rookie running back Kerryon Johnson plays in that committee. Um, I'm going to go the other way, Scott, and you know, you're not going to like this. I'm riding, these, I'm riding the Aaron Rodgers horse a long way. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. It's not just the quarterback. I believe they have one of the better offensive lines in the National Football League. Bakhtiari, Balaga, people like that. And I think their biggest issue was the secondary, and they invested a lot of draft picks in their secondary. I think they're going to make that a little bit better. Haha, Clinton Dix is still there, and I like former Jet Muhammad Wilkerson on on their D-line as an improved unit as well. I'm going with the Packers. We got one more division, Scotty, that is the NFC South. This is also a division that has kind of short odds because a lot of people, a lot of contenders in this division. It's real tight, Scott. The Saints are technically the favorite at plus 125, but you don't got to go far to get the Falcons at plus 150. You don't got to go far from that to get the Panthers at plus 200. Then the Bucks, who everybody believes will be last place in that division, is at plus 800. Scotty, who do you like? I think you like the Saints to win the NFC South. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe they're the most uh, complete team, and uh, yeah, they they have the best quarterback in the division. And it's, it's it's close, you know, it's close in terms of that between mm-hmm. Breeze and Ryan. But uh, mm-hmm. I just I just I'm gonna go with Breeze when it's said and done. All right, fair enough. I'm gonna go the other the, way. I I'm think t- they have the best. I think they have the best defense in the division. Fair enough. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to win the NFC South. I just believe that um, 
I kind of think they're going to have a bounce back. People thought Matt Ryan had a poor year, his first year under Steve Sarkeesian. I think he takes a, uh, a step forward. And I think Dan Quinn is building something with that defense. I think it's getting better and better over time. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. Who are your two wild card and, uh, teams in and this division? And uh, Mohamed Sanu for league MVP, right? That's right. You know that. We got a gentleman's go. bet already that out of Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley, and Austin Hooper, Scotty has a bet that Sanu will finish third of those three in Atlanta in terms of fantasy points. I think he won't be the third out of those three, and he will beat either Austin Hooper or Calvin Ridley. Who are your wild card teams in the NFC, Scotty? Uh, my wild card teams are the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so you are not taking the Detroit Lions, who you like to finish second in that division. It's going to come down to the last day. They'll probably lose out on like a tiebreaker or something. Okay, fair enough. So you got to have the defending Super Bowl champions in. You it's have a good them. conference, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And you believe that uh, Atlanta will make it because they're just a solid team overall. And you said that they'll be competitive in the NFC South. Listen, I got big boys in my wild cards, too. My wild cards are two teams that you picked to win divisions. I'm going to take the Vikings to be a wild card. And I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints to be the other wild card. I know you like both of those two teams. You have those two teams winning the division. Scotty, who do you have in the NFC championship game? It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Interesting. Okay. Listen, Scotty, we're doing it again. Uh, we have four, I have two different teams in the NFC Championship game. You like the Saints and the Vikings. I'm going to go differently. I think that the Rams are all in. I think that that Rams defense is going to be a sight to behold with that quick pressure up the middle and then those gambling quarterbacks, I, uh, cornerbacks, I think they take a step forward. And I'm going to have the Rams – facing you're not going to like this because you think this team is finishing third in their division but i'm gonna have the green bay packers and aaron Rodgers in fu mode uh dragging his team i think they're going to be much improved i'm gonna have it rams packers in the uh nfc championship game and what is your super bowl matchup we're gonna finish off our we're gonna finish off our show on this scotty what is your super bowl matchup it's interesting over on my bookie.ag you can get super bowl 53 possible matchups pretty much any team almost right what is your matchup we'll see what your matchup is we'll see what my matchup is and we'll see if vegas which one vegas thinks is the bigger favorite here to actually happen um scotty you have the patriots and the texans in the afc title game you have the vikings and the saints in your nfc title game what is your matchup this is super bowl what is it 52 53 what are we up to scotty i think it's 53 53 and it's going to be houston tech texans and the minnesota vikings so you think the Texans and someone finally gets past the uh, Foxborough Invitational? You have the Houston Texans well, look, and it's, who? It's not the first team to do it. It's like uh, fair. No, no, I know. Joe, I'm just saying. Joe, Joe Flacco's done it before. So absolutely, Joe Flacco's do done it. it before. Yeah. All right. So you have the Texans and who? The Vikings? Did you say? Yep. Interesting. Uh, listen, Scotty, you know how you say that I'm worried about the quarterback too much? I personally, I just think you're not worried about the offensive line enough. Houston and Minnesota, their offensive line scares me a little bit, but I understand it. A lot of people like it. I like your Texans pick going a little bit off the beaten path. I am going to think, say that this is Philip Rivers' swan song. I think they finally get it done. They have been snake bitten and cursed for years. I finally think they get it done. Put me the Chargers in the Super Bowl, and you're not going to like it, Scotty, but I'm going to take Aaron. Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go with Packers and Chargers in the Super Bowl. So now if we go on over to mybookie.ag, you can kind of look for the different matchups, right? I'm trying to find 
Let's see. I'm trying to find matchups that we had. The first one, oh, Packers. Well, while Packers versus Chargers. I got this one. Up. Packers, Chargers. My okay. matchup is plus 6,000. Okay, plus right. 6,000, which is not. So now I'm going to look for yours. Uh, you tell me what you were going to say, Scotty. Um, you know, as, as far as the offensive lines, I realize that, but I think Minnesota will be okay by the end of the season. And I think yeah. for Deshaun Watson, it's not going to matter, really. Uh, you know, we saw him play so well, even when the line was worse last year. And as far as the Packers go, the only thing I'll say is people have been predicting we get back to the Super Bowl the la- ever since the last time they won it, and they've been a below mm-hmm. 500 team in the playoffs. So, uh, you know. The- so I that's why you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so fair enough. You do not think my the teams I'm picking are going to make the Super Bowl. I do not think the teams. I think the charge. I think the Chargers have fine. A, have a pretty good chance though. It'd be it would be a nice story. You know. Interesting. I think All right. Lot, so check this out. A lot of people actually underrate Philip Rivers in fantasy because I think the, the Chargers have never done enough in real life. Absolutely. I think that's very fair. I also think there's a little East Coast bias, if you want to know the truth. Um, and, you know, they've been snake bitten with field goal kicks and last minute turnovers. But here's what I find. This is something that's very, very interesting, Scotty. I told you that your pick, the Vikings and the Texans, oh, excuse me, my pick, excuse me, the Packers and the Chargers was at plus 6,000. All right, so you you put $100 on it, plus $6,000, you are getting some cash for sure. Um, guess what the odds are on yours, Texans-Vikings? It is the same exact number, Scott, plus 6000 Okay, the same exact number. Uh, so if you want, you can, and you believe in Scott and I, you could bet, you know, bet 50 bucks on both of these. Bet 50 bucks on a Packers-Chargers matchup, bet 50 bucks on a Texans-Vikings matchup, and then, uh, you know, give us maybe like what? What should we get, Scotty, like 10%? You know, if, if people yeah, do that, bet go. both of our matchups. I'm looking yeah. for, like, the biggest I favorite of the matchup. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the biggest favorite matchup right now, and it looks to be, obviously, something with the Patriots involved in it. Um, but it looks right now, Rams-Patriots. Rams-Patriots is plus 1,700. That's a big one. Uh, Vikings-Patriots. Vikings-Patriots is at plus... Uh, 2,000, so they like the Rams a little bit more. Um, that It looks like that is the uh, favorite right now. It looks like Rams-Patriots is the favorite right now at plus 1,700. It looks like that is the biggest matchup uh, when you have the Patriots, obviously, in the AFC, and then in the NFC, it looks like the Rams are the favorite. Rams-Patriots are the... Uh, you know, the favorite matchup, but I, neither one of us have either of those teams in the Super Bowl. What we're going to do tomorrow, Scott, Scott, we're going to look, I told you, I talked about this article with the um, offensive lines. We'll look at that a little bit tomorrow. Okay. We'll talk about Le'Veon Bell. I'm sure whether he is in the building or not. We will also start to preview uh, point spreads for week one, especially that Philadelphia Atlanta game. We'll update you guys on any injuries. And then also we'll start to look at our DFS rosters and we'll be doing that on Friday as well. But you have our picks now for our division for our conference championship games and for the Super Bowl. And, you know, Scott, what we'll do is we'll make three picks against the spread every week. We'll keep track of those. We'll keep track of a survivor bet. And uh, we'll see about our division winners who's going. Um, I'll tell you right now, 
I'm taking the Ravens, I think, as my survivor pick, Scotty, this week against Nate Peterman and the Buffalo Bills on the road. I think they are, uh, you know, they're a big line. They're the second biggest point spread. I think the biggest is actually the New Orleans-Tampa uh, game in the Dome. But I'm all over these Ravens at home against the Nathan Peterman-led Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about the Titans maybe, maybe at Miami. Interesting. You know, I and generally don't like road home teams. San Francisco. Yeah, Minnesota's a great one. I, I'm going to try and save Minnesota for a little bit later in the season. The, the Titans is interesting to me, Scott. I generally really like to pick home teams. Uh, I, I agree with you that Miami is trash, but, you know, home season opener, might there be a little adrenaline there? Not enough. Titans are not enough. Yeah, I agree. Remember, they're my pick to win the AFC South, in fact. Scotty, have a great day. Uh, We'll talk tomorrow. Tomorrow, the season kicks off, baby. We're not guessing anymore. We're watching game film. It's Dan and Scott, Roto Experts in the morning, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, Scotty.